With Long Island local news on Monday, September 18th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLI-WFM. Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tierney said he's returning thousands of dollars in campaign contributions from some of the county's politically powerful police unions while he determines whether it's legal and ethical to accept money from them. Vera Chinise reporting on Newsday. Dot com that Tierney said he returned $1,000 from the Suffolk County Superior Officers Association last month. He plans to send back 1500 he received from the Suffolk County Deputy Sheriff's PBA Political Action Committee in April of last year. Quote, there's the issue of whether or not I can do it. And I don't think that issue's been, at least in my mind, satisfactorily decided. That quote from D.A. Tierney, who is not affiliated with a political party but was supported by Republicans in 2021, who added, and then there's the second issue, even if I can accept the money, will I? The Suffolk County Board of Ethics said in February 2022 that the donations were problematic because the district attorney's office is responsible for prosecuting cases of police misconduct. The board rescinded that decision last month. The New York State Board of Elections said a state law does not specifically address the issue. Legal analysts say prosecutors should maintain professional distance from the police to gain the public's trust. Here on the East End with Riverhead's local elections in November, voters will have a choice to change direction or continue on toward that end. Local civics have joined together to bring out Riverhead Town Board and supervisor candidates for three dates, seeking to serve voters who want to hear directly from those candidates. Greater Calverton Wading River Civic Association will co-host the first Candidates Forum at Riley Avenue this coming Thursday at 7 p.m. Heart of Riverhead is hosting their forum at Riverhead Library this coming Saturday at 2 p.m. And Greater Jamesport will host the following Wednesday, September 27th at 7 p.m. in the Jamesport Meeting House. Three great opportunities these uh, this coming week and beyond to meet the candidates and find out what they're all about. And finally, the East Hampton Town Board named uh, Bob Farrow, the recognized chief of the Montauket, as the Grand Marshal for this month's 375th anniversary parade celebrating the town's founding in 1648. Quote, the members of the Montauket Nation were the original inhabitants of the area that in 1648 was incorporated into the town of East Hampton. Town Supervisor Peter Van Skoyak said, reading a proclamation declaring Pharaoh the Grand Marshal at a town board work session on September 12th. He continued, and whereas the Montauket tribe remains in existence even after losing its original homelands to the developer Arthur Benson, he said, and whereas the Montaukets are struggling to have New York State reinstate their formal recognition after being stripped of that status by a court in 1910, the town of East Hampton wishes to acknowledge the history and present-day status of the Montauket. Uh, Michael Wright reporting on 27East.com that Pharaoh, who has long been the lone voice of the local Montauka community, thanked the, the board and said the recognition by the recognition by the town would be meaningful in the tribe's efforts to win back state recognition. Quote, I would like to thank everyone for this honor. He said it's very very important to us. As Peter said, we're trying to get our recognition back and every little bit helps. And quote, there are about 500 descendants of the last Montauket to have lived in Montauk until Benson forced them out, most settled initially in the Freetown neighborhood of Sag Harbor, but many ultimately migrated up island and most now live in western Suffolk County. East Hampton's 375th anniversary parade will take place... <laughs> excuse me, this coming Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. on Main Street in East Hampton Village, proceeding up Newtown Lane where the Montauket Women's Circle dancers will perform near the East Hampton Middle School. Reading the weather in Center Mariches in honor of artist Sung Lee, joining us for the Monday meditation at the bottom of the hour to talk about his Bamboo Forest 2 exhibition at Gallery 90, which opened on September 12th and will be open through October 15th in the Block Barn. 
looking like showers before 2 p.m. today, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm between 2 and 5, a chance of showers and thunderstorms after that, high near 72 degrees, southeast wind around 9 miles per hour, tonight a 30% chance of showers mainly before 8 p.m., cloudy during the early evening, then gradually clearing with a low around 58 degrees, west wind around 10 miles per hour right now. It's 67 degrees. Of course, we've got the bamboo edition rolling for you in honor of Sung Lee, kicking it off with a little monster rally here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Monster Rally, Bamboo. We're going to get our Monday meditation started a little early. So it's 10-13, if you're listening to the replay. And joining us in the WLIWFM studio, Sung Lee. I think you joined us by phone last time, right? Yes, twice. Twice already? Yes. I don't remember. I remember. I remember one time. I mean, we were on with my wife, Gail with Stone. With Gail, yeah, about the very briefly fundraiser. Okay. I don't well, know. That was like four or five years ago. Was it about? Was it for? Um, was it about Gail? Which fundraiser was it? It was about her music and yes. Beautiful. How is Gail doing? By the way, she performed at your opening, right? Yes. Of of Bamboo Forest too. Yes, it was a uh, her and back to the Bourbon. Hold Bourbon on, hold on. Street. Yeah, yeah. Back on Bourbon Street bands, uh, so that that was on the second of September at the Block Barn, uh, barn at Gallery Ninety. So that's on Montauk Highway in Center Riches. But I, you know, I've been saying all morning. Oh yeah, it's going till uh, October fifteenth. But no, they've extended it to November. Yes, November 15. That how so, does, that's wonderful. Yes. That's got to make you feel good. I feel good and they feel good. That that's they the wanna, mo- they most important thing. Yes. Because I did something that's kind of unique for the space because it's not traditional exhibition where I use the whole space as a canvas in a sense. Stop. So, I so create, tell us everything. So I basically create a whole environment. So you, when you walk in, trying to get the feeling of you are in totally different space. Are I, you in a bamboo forest? Yes. Oh, cool. So I actually incorporate some of real bamboo uh, with my paintings. Talk about how you do this, because I, I love hearing you talk about your work and, and uh, particularly your work with bamboo. Well, I was always fascinated with how we as a human being always take a first impression or what they hear. We all hear about bamboo being bad. Invasive. Invasive. Oh, it'll take over. It's going to take over. you got to get rid of it. But 
we all, as a human being, we all have a good and bad. So I always try to look for good about things. And bamboo is one of the case when you research. Everything's it. got a yin and a yang, right? Yes, that's exactly what I'm interested in. So while I was working on bamboo, we have a half acre of bamboo forest, really, in our backyard. So I really learned from them how they react in really like hard weather circumstances and how they bounce back. Talk about that uh, a little more. Uh, You're talking about hard weather and you're talking about the... uh how bamboo, how strong it is, right? And how it can't be defeated, right? Exactly. I mean, it was, it was, a, it happened at the COVID time. We were lucky. We moved to North Fork, Aquabac, right. right before COVID. Right. So I was working on a lot of like management of bamboo forest. Then I realized how beautiful it was when one day it was snowed, it totally bent down and it was, I thought it's going to break. But as soon as snow melted, it was bouncing back. Right. That's when I said, wait a minute. This is how we are. We are going through this horrible pandemic, but we're going to bounce back as strong as ever. So that's when I start to really focus on bamboo, research more, the benefit of bamboo. So it has been really fantastic. Yeah, you know, because I've been thinking about it. I think um, yeah, there's, there's some bamboo near me. Uh, where I live, and I'm thinking about, I imagine that bamboo, for all its talk, and I, and there is, you know, there's, there's certainly something to be said about, you're talking about management and about uh, um, uh, making sure that there's space for all things, especially native plants, right? But um, just the physical characteristics of the plant, I imagine you can build Yes, in Asia, it is bamboo is used for scaffolding. Really? Yes, when you go to like... I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, when you go to China or Thailand or Malaysia, Vietnam, this bamboo is used for structure, for scaffolding. And they are used for, I mean, you name it. They use for Because you're talking about resiliency. Yeah. I mean, you want to make sure that the materials you're using to build uh, can withstand... You know, storms, yes, etc. And it is, it is also. I found out that bamboo recirculate the fresh oh air, air right thirty three point whatever percent more than regular trees. Mm. And also, it stops a lot of um, helps floods when you have heavy mudslides. Bamboo is so strong, the roots. When you have a lot of bamboo, it will stop the mudslides. So that's now I'm now I'm thinking uh, in terms of ways to save shorelines. You know, because we uh, you know we're always talking about erosion out here on Long Island. Sure. So it's it's cool, super cool. So how do you use bamboo in your work? Uh, are you using the physical plant, and if so, how? Um, physical no? plant is. Basically, what I do is I, I set up my little outdoor space studio where I get immerse myself in the middle of bamboo area so I can feel it and hear it. All the sound they make is amazing. It's like a human beings dialoguing each other. So when I go in there, it's, a, it's just like meditative space. So I'm just trying to capture how I feel about the bamboo. So... When I actually draw or paint bamboo, it's not really I'm looking at it, but I'm really how I feel about the situation at the time. So I represent bamboo to say what I want to say about the human nature a lot of times. So each bamboo on my painting or drawing is not just uh, how bamboo look like, but it is my way of like... How it feels. (laughs) Yes. You know what's cool about bamboo, and and imagine like immersing yourself. You don't need a whole lot to immerse yourself. I think about my dad always said he wanted to in in his small suburban backyard plant corn 
Because even even if it's not a lot of corn, if you're sitting in it, you can still get this feeling of eternity. Yes, yes. That's just so, so true. So even if you're in a small patch of bamboo, you can probably imagine yourself to be within a vast forest. Yes, you can be anywhere. For myself, I it just give me like feeling of being home because you smell all this bamboo smell, the sound, the look. You are not looking at any houses. You are in surrounded by the bamboo. It just feels me like give me the mem- lot of memory lane, the way I grew up in Korea. Talk a little bit more about growing up in Korea, if you don't mind, and, and how uh, the type of transcendence, the type of uh, memories that have come to you from being uh, within that space. Yes, when I grew up in Korea, it was a small village outside of Seoul. So I was always surrounded by the nature. And I remember when I was like three or four, I always get lost in bamboo area. I still have that kind of same uh, memory lane when I walk into current bamboo area. So it just brings back all the good memories that I have about Korea. Because all the other one dealing with the society, human being wasn't that great. Mm. But the nature always give, gives me peace, which that I always go back to when I'm struggling or I have upset about things, always, always nature calms me down. So you see, it is a wonderful feeling to be always draw back your childhood. And no matter where you grew up, I mean, that's a very universal theme. Sure. You know, going back to nature. And it's, and it's funny because we talk about that in um, like design and whatnot, uh, paintings, art, uh, it, actual plants we we try to bring nature into inside our space because our heart or soul is craving it, right? is craving that connection yes to I the think, outside world yeah so some, sometimes we get so caught up so that's why i think i was so intrigued by the uh, bamboo is because all i hear was how bad it is how when i when Especially they, in the pandemic. Yeah, like they came visit, visit my property. They said, oh, what are you going to do with this bamboo? And what are you going to do? I was like, wow, well, wait a minute. You got to also look at a good side of it. Mm. So I tried this. That's what I'm trying to do with the human being. Well, and, it, for, and for you, you know, this is something that's a, a rare way for you to access some very sacred parts of your personal history. You know, like people will say, oh, a, a certain song or or a smell or, you know, a food dish. It it I can remember how old I was, where I was. And not only that, but how it felt. Yes. To I, be that age in that place. Yeah, so this is so correct on that. So this is something that's uh, very special for you. Yes, I think everybody have to find their spot yeah. to be grounded in this society. Because otherwise, you get so caught up in this craziness. Yeah. So every human being have to find that spot that makes you grounded. And my place is where the bamboo is. So I feel so grounded every time I go out there and working in, in the bamboo area. It started as just management, which is true. Because I mean, you, do you do so? You uh, have to work, I imagine, on your own property yes. in order to contain. Yeah, year round. Do you have any tips for folks out there who uh, are doing this work? What would you say? What's some uh, uh, a tip you can share? Um, as you know, bamboo grows really fast in growing season. In spring, they grow almost foot a day. So if you are away, so when they are really short, baby, it's each to snap. Mm. And also, if you are into cooking, you can use as Ooh. food Ooh. at the beginning. How do you? So when when they're when they're small, when they're young, yeah, very young. And what do you, how do you cook? You, how do you cook with there's it? 
a lot of uh, Asian. It's even <laughs> one time the uh, one old Chinese man came while I was coming home and was snapping all the small ones. And when I said, what are you doing? And he ran off. Then I asked <laughs> my other Japanese friend. He said, oh, yeah, that's, that's really special. You can cook those things. And he's supposed to come over because next spring and he's going to demonstrate how to use it. Oh, so I, I love it. Wait. I can't wait either. And uh, listen, if you are curious uh, how it feels to be enveloped uh, in a bamboo forest. I imagine you can go visit Bamboo Forest 2, the installation at the Block Barn at Gallery 90. Between now and November 15th, uh, the gallery is open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 4, or you can, uh, or by appointment. Do you know where folks can go if there's a website for yes. Gallery 90? I think it's a Ketchum. The Ketchum Foundation. In foundation. Yeah. Do you know anything about the, the Ketchum Inn Foundation? Oh, it's a very unique place. I think everybody should come visit. This is a very unique um, area. They are restoring 300 years of history, bring back this oh, one wow. of the oldest hotel. The Pasture? It's amazing place. So catchemincfoundation.org yes. to find out more information. Sung Lee, do you Sung, do you have a, a, a website? Yes, it's a, I have a two website actually, but it's my name or S E U N G L E E A R T dot com or in Asian way, last name first, Lee L E E. S-E-U-N-G dot com. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Sung Lee. This was the Monday Meditation. Uh, let's see what I'm going to play. David Lands, Eric Tingstead, and Nancy Rumble. It's Bamboo from the Woodlands record of 1987 right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the heart of the East End morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter of WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love.
to Ivy Soul. It's the Bamboo Edition of The Heart here on WLIWFM. I miss you not for your effort, I miss you more past this bedroom My name sounds heavenly when you whisper But say it when they ask you, girl, it makes all the difference Me and the truth, see, we've been closing the distance You might hear yours too if you listen I miss it and I miss you I miss you I 
FM, the bamboo edition of the Heart Morning and Midnight Show, featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you. From Ivy Soul to Melita Dustin on WLIWFM. a little bit different of a vibe with Heinz Bamboo from the Leave Me Alone record. Then we'll go back to this, the uh, quieter stuff with uh, Kimye M- Minor, the acoustic version of Bamboo from the Proud as the Sun record of 2017.
Lines. It's Bamboo from their Leave Me Alone record of 2014. Kimie Minor. This is Bamboo, the acoustic version from the Proud as the Sun record of 2017. WLIWFM. Our love was easy and I kept believing in that old fantasy, that fairy tale dream. Real life has shown us it's a roller coaster and oh, we had to learn where to take a turn. Oh, love, it's true, the storms will come but we'll Lowlands, 
Forest from Devin Greenwood's Eye in the Cloud record. Big thank you to Dr. Andrew Hondell and Sung Lee. His Bamboo Forest 2 exhibition showing at Gallery 90. Through November 15th. Leading you into the NPR news break with a favorite of mine, Forrest from Matthew Thiessen and the Earthquakes 2018 record Wind Up Bird. Thank you for being with us this and every morning or midnight. You're listening to WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. Little John Crawling through the thicket Wondering where on earth His Robin Hood could be And Robin Hood Is flying through the forest Under and over rocks Across the tops of fallen trees Robin Hood and Little John are rocking in the forest Scratching his noggin, thinking without my robin, who am I? 